Welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in this episode, we've got a love story. Well, it's about time. Yeah. We've had a, remember last episode was just murder, 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 <laughs> murder. A multiple murder scene. <laughs> multiple murders. So this is, you know, I love love stories. It's like, I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, most men, we got to be all macho. We love yeah. action adventure. Uh-huh. I love that stuff. I love a love story. It does warm the heart. Well, let's jump right in. Turn in your Bible to Ruth chapter one. Ruth one, one. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. A man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. Okay, big shocker. There's a famine. <laughs> We've heard stories like all over the, like, it's, it must be like, it's like a Bible thing that there's just famines. Right. It's like famine season. Famine season again. Yeah. So this guy in, he lives in Bethlehem, which is part of Judah. His name is Elimelech. Oh. He's got a wife named Naomi. They have two sons. There's a famine. So they realize, man, we got to move out of here. And they moved to Moab. Moab. So Moab, hey, okay, remember last episode? Uh-huh. Um, there was a guy named Eglon, King Eglon, the big yeah. fat dude. The fat dude. Who died. Yep. Again, uh-huh. keep bringing up the murder, but died. He was from Moab, right? He, he was from Moab. This was not during the same time in history, though. Oh, okay. So different year. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with their two sons. Okay. This seems like a sad story, not so much like a love story, like you said. Yeah, but that's not all that happened. Okay. These took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other one, Ruth. They lived there about 10 years. Okay, so one of them marries a killer whale. <laughs> Orpah? Orpah. Oh, that's is that Orca. That's Orca. Mm-hmm. And then Orca. Okay, never mind. This, that's well, this all right. story got less interesting, <laughs> I'll be honest, when he didn't marry. Yeah. Because I love SeaWorld. Okay, so they get married. They got married. So the sons get married. Okay. That's a love story. Yeah. So the two sons got married. Let's listen what happens. And both Malon and Kilion died. So that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Okay. Switching gears again. No longer a love story. This is now a sad story. <laughs> Super sad wow. story. Both sons died. Yeah. Wow. So Naomi moves to this foreign country. She's lived there a long time. Her husband mm-hmm. dies. Her sons get married, so you know things are okay. But then got some new roots. They both die. That's terrible. It's terrible, terrible. Yeah, and so she is now in this foreign country with two daughters-in-law who are from that foreign country, and she decides it's time to move back home to Judah, where she's heard things are good again. And so she decides she's going back, and she said to her daughters-in-law, "Listen, you guys don't need to go with me. You stay here in your country, and you can go back to your families." That makes sense. So if you think about it, like it's like it's like she's from California, uh-huh. moves to Texas, right? Totally different world, very different world. Mary, you know, Better. her sons marry Texan girls, uh huh. And then she's like, I'm heading back to Cali because things are good in Cali again, right? But y'all should stay here because y'all are Texan girls. That's right. And so I get that. You get that. That makes sense to me. Well, being a widow in this time was challenging, and so I think we need to talk a little further about that. Thinking material. 
Okay, so we said being a widow is really challenging. First of all, what is a widow, Eric? A widow is like, so if you're married uh-huh. and then your husband dies, right. you're now considered a widow. Correct. We're married and it's not like you divorced. We've heard of divorce yeah. before. It's like where they separate. This isn't separation. Nope. It's a separation by death. Right. And so it's very sad. There's a lot of sadness involved. But in Bible times, a widow, she a lot would change about her life. First of all, she would wear different clothes. She would have widow's clothes, like Ooh. clothes of mourning. Oh, like sad okay, clothes. New clothes sounds cool to me. Yeah, this these, is not... not cool. These are sad clothes. Oh. But uh, the nation of Israel had rules and laws in place that the people of Israel were supposed to take care of widows. Great. Yeah. Except that they often didn't follow those rules. Not great. Widows were regularly taken advantage of or forgotten about. They lacked right. the protect, protection and stability that came with having a husband or a son that could take care of you. So it wasn't like there was like, oh, well, you got life insurance. You'll be fine. Right. There was none There was no life insurance nope. if you get a big check when your husband dies. No. Nope. Back in this culture, uh, if a woman didn't have a man to help take care of her, she couldn't own land. She didn't really have an opportunity to go get a job. It was really a challenging way to live. So what do you think that that felt like? What must Naomi have felt like losing everything and everyone? Okay. A big word here, a big word, Vulnerable. So vulnerable, I think, would be, okay, so technically, it means like you're kind of left open to physical harm yep. from outside things. Yep. My son, Luke, plays catcher, and he oh. wears all this catcher's gear. He's got a helmet and a chest protector and perfect. shin guards, Yeah. and so he's, he's protected. But if he were to ever play catcher at Little League and not have all that gear, his body would be vulnerable. Extremely vulnerable. He could get very hurt by a pitch or a foul ball or somebody swinging a bat. Yeah, knocking your teeth out. I mean, it's a, yeah, you would never get behind the plate That's right. without all that gear on. So then you got these women who've, in that society, their husband's passed away, is gone, and they're just left their completely safety, unprotected. Right, their safety and protection are all gone. Wow. Yeah, so here, kids, think about that. And that was Thinking Material. So what happened to Naomi? Well, that's a good question, Eric. Uh, she decided she was going back to Judah, and uh, she told her daughters-in-law to stay. Orpah went back with her family. She stayed in Moab. But the Bible says that Ruth did something very different. Hmm. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts me from you. Holy cow. Like, so that's really amazing. Like, she was extremely selfless. Because really, Naomi was like, you can go and kind of go start over. But she's like, no, I'm with you. Right. I'm going to stick with you. And you think about what that really meant for Ruth. Because she's now like, you know, against this whole Texas, California thing. Yeah. So we don't understand Moab and Bethlehem. But if you are from Texas and you moved to California, it's a totally foreign place. <laughs> it is a, with a bunch of weird people. A bunch of weird folks <laughs> around. And uh, But she did this just so she could make sure that Naomi was okay. She That's was taken right. care of. That's She wasn't thinking about herself. She's like, I'm going to make the sacrifice to make sure you 
are okay. It's a super cool story. Now they did. They went back to Bethlehem in Judah and they get there. And even though they have each other, they don't really have much else and they're hungry and they need to eat. And Naomi knows that one of her relatives has a field of grain that is about to be harvested. And back in this time, uh, people would during the harvest, leave some extra laying out and allow poor people to come gather the leftovers. So let's hear what happened. Then Boaz said to his young man, Who was in charge of the reapers? Whose young woman is this? And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, She is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. I know where this is going. (laughs) He was like, I see that girl. Yeah. Yeah. So he saw her. He saw Ruth there to gather the leftovers. She was one of the widows, the poor people. And Boaz says, when he sees her and finds out who she is, he responds by saying, girl, you come join us up here. You get as much as you want from the harvest. You know, he was getting sloppy on leaving some leftovers. (laughs) He's like, oh, you know, whatever. No, he he removed her from the group gathering the leftovers and brought her with like all the main workers and said, you take as much as you want. So she's no longer sloppy seconds. So what's left over? Like, it's just happening. (laughs) Yes. She's getting the good stuff. That's right. And so he even let her eat with his workers and she just received the royal treatment. And then that night after a full day of work, she came home with all of this flour and uh, she told Naomi, her mother-in-law about it. You could tell there's something going on. Like it's it's like you know you know maybe some of you young dudes out there have had a girl that you thought was real cute and you're like, I'm going to just go out of my way to make sure she knows that I know that she knows that I know. She's cute. The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. Redeemer. Okay, so that's, I mean, I don't, in my normal everyday world, kids, I don't know about y'all, do y'all hear the word redeemer very often? I don't think so. No. Uh, some some people would call Boaz in this story not just a redeemer, but a kinsman redeemer. Do you know what that is, Eric? Well, you know, it's like we talked about earlier when, like, when a relative takes care of the of the widows in the family. But there's got to be more to, than that. I think. I think you're right. There is uh, quite a bit more to that. It seems a little weird to us, but what I'm about to tell you is part of the custom of the people in Bible times. When when your relative died and left behind a widow, part of the custom could be that you decide to marry the widow so that your relative's widow would be taken care of and their family name could carry on. That's just weird. That's just weird. Yeah, that is a little weird. Um, but if I've learned anything about the Bible in our 20-some-odd episodes, yeah. there's a lot of weird things that people did back in Bible time. Yeah, they seem weird to us, but they didn't really seem weird to them because mm. that's how they live. That's how their culture worked. So get this, Naomi knows that Boaz can marry Ruth and save Ruth from this life of being a widow, this young woman. And she would not only save Ruth from that, but also Naomi would be saved. Okay. Well now, okay. It's officially turning into a love story. That's right. But it's very different than the love stories we would see if we turned on Netflix. And now it's time for the question of the day. So today's question is from Adeline. Why aren't there more episodes about women in the Bible? That's a great question, Adeline. 
Like we were just saying, things in the Bible and back in those times were very different. And some of those things seem weird to us, but they really didn't seem weird to them. One of those things is the way that women were viewed culturally. It was what's called a patriarchal society. Say that after me, Eric. Patriarchal. Patriarchal. That's right. It's very focused on men. And so they recorded the stories about men, even though women were alive and they had lots of things happening. So if we were recording stories, we would include a lot more stories about women. Right. So that's what we kind of see in our day today. We see, you know, it's just a lot more of an equal ground to what we hear about. That's right. Equality is a big thing for our culture. Now, here's... Here's something to keep in mind. When you read the Bible that you know is God's word, but you're reading about people who lived very differently than us. Right. Their culture wasn't necessarily better than ours, and ours isn't necessarily better than theirs. It's just different. And so these were the people that God was working through at the time that all of this was recorded. So these are the stories we have. So it doesn't make the way that they lived necessarily right or better. Great question, Adeline. Okay, so what happens next? Well, Naomi tells Ruth, after she's so excited to learn that he's the kinsman redeemer, here's what you need to do. Boaz needs to know that you're interested in him, that he pleases you, and that you would happily marry him and devote yourself to him. Okay. So Ruth does that. Okay. See, Boaz had stayed at work on what they call the threshing floor after the harvest, and he'd had this big meal. What happens after you eat a big meal? It's late at night. Good nap, man. Oh, yeah, man. You're so tired. So she goes there and wakes him up and is like, I would love to be your wife. And you know what? Very forward of her. It it is very forward of her. But you know what he says? Yeah. He says, Yeah, girl. I think he knows. I think she already kind of knew. Because she's like, you know, you're already getting special treatment. Right. And so I think it was probably slam dunk. But yep. dude, love story. Love story. Love and it's story. The first book in the Bible named after a woman, the book of Ruth, because of Ruth's faithfulness to her mother-in-law, Naomi, and the way God used her. And so Ruth is not a common name. No. But you know what? You and I know a Ruth. That is true. We know someone, and she goes by Ruthie, and here's what I thought. We could have a special guest. We could call Ruthie. She's not here. She's away at college. Oh, yeah. But we could, maybe the best college. Oh, which college is that, Eric? Baylor University. Some would say. Way to go, Ruthie. So we could call Ruthie and see what she has to say about all this. How about that? Let's do it. Hello? Ruthie? Ruthie. Hi. Hey, it's Lance and Eric. How's it going? Hi, guys. We are recording our podcast, and we're just talking about how Ruth is the first book of the Bible with a girl's name, and so we thought we would call you and see what you think about that. That's awesome. So what's it like being named Ruth in 2020? Um, it's, it's super nice to have a name that's very unique. Like I never have to get confused when someone says my name if they're talking to someone else. And sometimes it's not so fun when I'm at work and people will say like, oh, I have a grandparent named Ruth. <laughs> but, um, I honestly really like it. And I feel like it's grown on me since I was little. So, <laughs> Well, that's good because you're stuck with it. Well, I got a question though. So, you know, we call you Ruthie because we know you as Ruthie. But do you, since you went to college, are you Ruthie or are you Ruth? I'm still Ruthie. <laughs> nice. do, you, do you feel at some point you're going to become simply... Ruth. I don't think so. Maybe when I'm like a grandparent, I'll think about it. Oh, wow. But right now, I don't see that happening in the foreseeable future. Okay, (laughs) okay. That was just, you know, that was on my mind. 
All right, so we know that there are so many stories in the Bible that are about guys, uh, but how does Ruth's story in the Old Testament shape you, not just as someone named Ruth, but as a young woman? Um, my parents told me that they named me Ruth because she's the only woman in the Bible that was like specifically said to be virtuous, like a Proverbs 31 woman. Wow. And I always really looked up to her and her loyalty to Naomi and the way she was with Boaz. And it's always made me want to be like a virtuous woman like her. That's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. So when you think about her story, what's your favorite part? Um, I always think about the beginning when um, Naomi is telling her two daughters-in-laws to um, go and like live their lives and Ruth clings to her and says like no I'm going to stay with you and wherever you go I'll go um I think that's just such a good example of loyalty and being selfless because she had the option to go and like live her life and she didn't have to stay with Naomi any longer and she still chose to stay and I just really respect that a lot (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely well Thanks for letting us call you on our podcast randomly while you're away at school. Yeah, we haven't had a lot of guests. It's a big deal. Yeah, you're you're only our second special guest. Yeah. That makes me feel so good. All right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Hope you have a great afternoon. Yeah, sick and bears. Bye. Bye. Okay, that was a really like super cool moment. That was a lot of fun. Guest number two. Yep. Ruth in in the house. Ruthie in the house. And you know, okay, so but Book of Ruth. Yeah. That, that ends really differently. And I think even one-ups the next thing because, oh, well, let's just get to it. So Ruth and Boaz have yep. a son. They did. They didn't just get married. They had a baby. Had a kid, Obed. Great Bible name, Obed. Great, great Bible name. And then he has a real country-named kid, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse. He has Jesse, and Jesse has several kids, but amongst them, David, who would become... King David. That's right. Who a lot of you guys have probably heard about King David before. And if you haven't heard of King David, stay tuned because he's coming up in a future episode. Here's what's really cool about that, Eric. Not just that Ruth and Boaz had a child and then they had this great grandson named David, but that uh, they're all mentioned in the New Testament. So if you were to flip forward all the way to the book of Matthew, which is the beginning of the story of Jesus, Matthew starts with like this family lineage or like just listing out all the people he's related to. Oh, no. I know where this part. They use the the word begat a lot. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) They use the word in some translations. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So if you were to read Matthew chapter one, verse five, it says Boaz was the father of Obed by Ruth. Ruth is mentioned in the in Jesus' list of relatives. That's cool. Which is not normal for a woman to be listed. Super cool. Mm. But then it says, and Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of David the king. And then it keeps going to tell you how David's relatives were all connected to Jesus. That's so amazing. The, the Bible, like we said, we always say this. It's very it's beginning. So, I feel like right here where we're getting to see this exact straight line. Where before we hear like where it's all kind of leaning toward and talking about the story of Jesus and yep. him coming. Here we go. Boom. Line drawn. The Bible's full story is like, and it's really getting to who Jesus is. It's nothing, nothing's random right. at all in, in any of this. So it's a big one. This was cool. A lot really, of fun. Really, really cool. 
So we're glad you joined us today. So if Who's in the Bible is something you really just enjoy, here's how you stay connected. Click the subscribe button so that every time a new episode pops up, usually typically on Thursdays, if we're on our game, um, a new episode just automatically shows up in your feed. You've been listening to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids, brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church.